Hey, hey, this is Tina. And this is Erica. We are A92A. A92A stands for ages nine to adult. Erica, that's how long we've been on this journey together as friends. And Tina, 92 is the year we graduated from high school. Barely remember. And ages nine to adult is a nod to the board game Life which we took and rockified in order to live out our rock and roll fantasies. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in today. We are talking about cover songs, this sort of generational thing that happens mm-hmm. in families and in the world <laughs> where you just feel like you you either are the young one who thinks the new thing is cool or you're the old one who's just like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Anyway, cover songs in general. Do you remember being in a car with your mom and the radio's on and your new favorite song, your your new favorite cover comes on and you're like, God, Poison really rocked this out. It's so fucking great. And your mom says something really stupid like, ugh, the original was so much better. Do you, do you like... I remember that. Yes, I remember that. But I also remember another kind of situation, which is me thinking, wow, this new song is amazing. And my mom like singing along and thinking, why do you know the words to this song? And she's like, well, this is like, this is from 1964. Right. And then like it totally ruined it for me. The horror. Like this is like one of the biggest sort of just generational gaps that occurs, I think, Mm -hmm. in the universe yeah, from generation to generation is the misunderstanding and miscommunication that happens around cover songs. (laughs) And 80s metal bands did this, and sometimes they did it well, and a lot of times they didn't. A lot of times they didn't. Or at least I feel like sometimes the songs that they selected were not songs that I cared about in the first place. And so to hear them redone was not anything I was interested in. Okay, like what? Name one. Like what's... uh... Smoking in the Boys Room. Okay, I've talked okay. many, 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 many times about my deep and unabashed love for Molly Crew. So I love that band, but so I hated that song. You did. <laughs> I don't like that song. And it's not a song that I would really care to hear anyone remake. It's like, okay, one and done, Brownsville Station, great you job. You just don't like the song. I'm out. Like, I don't want to hear it And you don't think again. they, did they improve upon it in any kind of way? Well, they or? absolutely improved upon it. I you mean, would rather I think hear they them throw, do it. They throw out the band, the guy's names in the song, you know, My Buddy but, Six, Mick, Mick and Tom. Tom. I mean, so that part of it, yeah, that part's the coolest part of the song. <laughs> but the rest of it, no thank you. So, I don't want to hear it again. Sometimes all these ad-libbings are so dorky. <laughs> they like, Poison did a lot of ad-libbing and some of their shit, too. And you're like, just <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. What about you? What is the song that you do not like would want to maybe never hear again um okay so well i do have that song and i don't know it doesn't really fall in this genre that we've been talking about it's sort of a little bit on the fringe but it's around the same time if i never ever hear billy idol do moni moni again (laughs) i will be happy like i fucking cannot stand that I did so overplayed. I don't hate and... the original, but it was way overplayed. It was just saturated. I was right. like, too much, too much. I don't want to hear this anymore. And it it wasn't special or really that different. In fact, it, it seemed even blander and more average than yeah. the original. And I just can't. I, I can't. feel like it kind of like was not rock enough for yeah. Billy Idol. Yes. Like it was Maybe like this was. kind of like beboppy song from whatever year, the 60s or I don't know what year yeah. it was. And I felt like it did Billy Idol a disservice to although he's probably made millions of dollars on I it. I know. I can't even imagine how much money that guy made on that remake, but still, I don't feel like it was worthy of of Billy to be I, honest. I really don't. Or radio in general, no. honestly. No. Um, you and I both have Radar Love mm-hmm. at the top of our list mm-hmm. because I liked it. I, I did really like did it too. White Lion doing that, I thought would, they did a great job. I actually really love Golden Earring, though. Twilight Zone by Golden Earring is probably one of my top five favorite songs Did you do a dance to that? 
I did not do a dance to that, but there was my aunt used to do some choreography for a group for a high school in Dallas. And they did, and a dance. they did a dance to that. Okay, so I remember watching like the VHS tape of like this choreographed Thinking it was version so cool. of, of Twilight Zone, and I loved it. But anyway, so I love Golden Earring. So Radar Love by White Lion, and I thought White Lion did a good job with that song. Well, I, I think love it's kind Mike of a Tramp's cool voice so much. I it's do too. That breathy kind of a little bit of gravel mm-hmm. and that and even boyish kind of sound to it. Yes. Oh, shit. Loved it. God, I miss White Lion. I know. Why did they leave us? I don't know. They need to come back. Vito. They need to do a listen, reunion. Come on. I know. Mean, I think he's like hiding in the in the canyon. By the way, by it just just I I have to say I've seen some pictures of Mike Tramp recently, and he looks freaking good. Good. Oh, like he's Is he single? still. Is he I don't know, but he he's town? still like top quality. I'm, gonna, I'm just okay. going to throw Googling that out there. Later. Um. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite remakes was Rock and Roll All Night by Poison. Now, yes. this song appeared on the Less Than Zero soundtrack. I remember so I had the weird. cassette tape of Less Than Zero, which was actually a great soundtrack. Okay. Um, the movie was disturbing. I only watched bits and pieces of it, but it was a little dark for me. But Rock and Roll All Night by Poison. Now, that's actually an example of a song. And I love Kiss as well. Kiss, you know, the original, you, you just, it's hard to beat the original. But I almost thought, Poison did a better job with it. It sounded more party-like when Poison well, did it. Everything was party-like when Poison did it. Yeah. I mean, nothing but a good time really was like an anthem. Right. And I mean, that's their MO. They were light and airy and fun. And it you, I, I literally picture confetti in my head when I think about... <laughs> when a, you think about Poison. A fast-paced Poison <laughs> song. Like, I, that's how kind of I think about it. Yeah. And so you're right, because... Really, it was um, it was a, it was heavier when Kiss did it, and it, was, it yeah. felt more, a little bit more monotone, even. Like, and it felt a little more it like more kind dynamic. of raw and rugged. And with Poison, it just felt like, wow, I am gonna rock and roll all night. Like it was just a total party song. So I love that one. Okay, what about you? What's your? You what do you what do you think is one that was redone and it was just like top quality? Oh my, almost God. better than I the can't, original. You know, honestly, I don't. I I honestly don't even have one of those in my brain. Really, I, I interesting. Do, I think most. Of them fell short, mm-hmm. and but maybe that's me today saying that versus me at sixteen saying that. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe at sixteen I really thought um, your mama don't dance was oh, great Jesus. by Poison. In fact, I probably did. I think I remember probably being a fan of that. Now when I hear Ugh. it, I'm just like, oh god, no. it's really. I don't. Sort of that's one I don't want to hear again. But then I don't care for the original either. Your mama don't dance. I mean, just the words are like, I don't. I don't know. Is it I the don't grammar care about that's this. getting you? No, I just don't want to think about anyone's mom dancing, to be honest. I mean, I just went to a Chicago show recently and saw a lot of moms dancing. And I don't want to see it. And I don't want to hear about it. And I don't want a song about it. It's not a picture that I really want to think about moms dancing. And I am a mom. But I'm not doing a lot of dancing, I guess. So maybe that's my own hang up. But your mama don't dance. I think dance you have is a dancing hangup. Maybe. Listen, I don't want to see my mom jump late on the Macarena either. Like <laughs> exactly. it's embarrassing. There's an embarrassment there for exactly. sure. Exactly. Um, but I don't really even the song to me the lyric doesn't even like evoke that kind of thing. But um, I, I just I I don't love covers. I'll no, be honest with you. I don't you. really either. But I will say so. I talked about rock and roll and I just being one of like my very very favorites. Right. The other one that I think was better than the original and sorry Bob Dylan, but knocking on heaven's door from Guns N' Roses. I loved that song when it came out. When Guns N' Roses redid that song, I thought it was amazing. But the first time that I saw that was their live at the Ritz show that MTV was airing. Mm. So I saw the live version mm-hmm. of them for the. That was the first time I think I saw that. Okay. Now what did you think of? It. Well, I thought that whole 
live performance was sexy as hell, mm-hmm. honestly, because we hadn't seen anything like that, really. No. Um, and we were just sort of like, what? I- what is this? this it was band. great concert footage. It was great footage. It was a great show. I can still remember the flow of the show from start to finish and how just kind of like boozy and sexy it got toward the end and mm-hmm. a little bit crazy and mm-hmm. a little messy. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, oh, my God, I'm losing my stuff right now. Um I'll give you knocking on heaven's door. I love that song, and I don't really care so much for the original. When I hear the original, I kind of want to take a nap. But the 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 Guns N' Roses version, <laughs> I think. When rocks. I hear Bob Dylan, I kind of want to take a nap. You know, that's just a general statement. He's great, but you know, it's just not really probably my vibe. But sure. I do love Guns N' Roses version of that song. Okay, okay. And they did another that. really really great version of Live and Let Die. Do you remember when Guns N' Roses remade Live and Let Die? I do. And you mentioned a soundtrack earlier. Was that on the Deadpool soundtrack? I'm was not it on Deadpool. A it was on a soundtrack, or it was on like or maybe their. Did I just um, make that up? It, yeah. Um, the it was on a soundtrack, I think, and now I couldn't tell you what movie, so we'll have to look that up eventually. Because or maybe they were somebody in the out movie. there can tell they us. They were in the it. movie. It was a it was a Clint Eastwood movie, and there was like know. a there was like a a betting pool on celebrities who would die next, and so oh, they, somebody was killing them off by like. And, and Guns N' Roses were at a funeral scene. Wow, this is way more information than yeah, I had so on the Yeah, so they must song. have had a song on the soundtrack. It must have been a thing. I just know that they they had this song and it came out. I think it was, wasn't it when they did their Use Your Illusion, like double recording kind of situation? That I think it was album, on yeah. one of those uh, two albums. Probably. And um, I thought it was amazing. I thought their version of Live and Let Die was amazing. I mean, every, it, again, it's kind of it's like It's a poison. weird song, though. It doesn't have like real traditional song structure. And so no. it's one of those it's like- a little symphonic almost. Yeah, you're yeah. like I don't know when do I when how do I groove to this? Mm-hmm. It's not really a groove. It was song. originally done by Paul McCartney and Wings, right? Which Paul McCartney and Wings would have way more of that kind of keyboard sound, a little bit more of that symphonic sure. kind of sound. But it was I thought it was a great remake remake by Guns N' Roses. So, um, another one that I did not like, and I think you like this song more than I do, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Don't Be Cruel. Oh, I love it. By Cheap Trick. I actually do really like that one. I do not like that song. Why? I, I don't think I like the original, number one. It's number so two, spiffy, though. It's just that's like why I really... don't like oh, it. Yeah. It's two, like, stray cats or something. Like, the stand-up <laughs> bass and the... I, I That was not a favorite of mine. I think I, I might be wrong. Somebody correct me. But I think that was the only Elvis cover to ever break into, like, the top five or something. Mm. And it was Don't Be Cruel by Cheap Trick. And I think I only know that because I want to say it was a question on who wants to be a millionaire or Jeopardy or something weird like that. Interesting. And I happen to know the answer to it. Yeah, that's that's more information than I have on that song. Oh, I, but I love Cheap Trick. I do love Cheap Trick. I did not like that song. Oh, now, Cheap gosh. Trick, The Flame, I can listen to that song all day long. Sure. But Don't Be Cruel, that was not one that was a favorite of mine. Oh, not one that was a favorite it. of mine. And I'll tell you a song that I absolutely hate. Um, and if I hear it on the radio, I will turn it immediately, is Cats in the Cradle. Um, so I had that on my list, too. So Ugly Kid Joe redid that song. And I don't so much care about their remake. It was fine, I guess. But I just hate that song. I hate that song. And I think it's because it I long? have... Is it too long? No, I think it's oh, too it close hit to it? home. Oh, Like, okay. I have a son that's 17 right now, and he's about at that point where he's leaving home and he's not going to give a shit about me anymore. You're locking and him I think, up, like, aren't you? You're not I'm, letting him go. No, I'm not. But I think, like, I hear that song and I'm like, oh, forget it. I'm not listening to this. Like, I'm not gonna ball in the middle of a Wednesday afternoon in the car because I'm thinking about my son leaving home so <laughs> okay, I hate that song but it's not even it's a full circle thing right so it's not even that the son leaves home it's the son leaves home then marries and has kids and it becomes a dad and has his own family that requires obligation from him mm-hmm. to the point where the the grandparent now mm-hmm. is sort of like oh, left God. behind 
I'm left behind. But look what I did. I raised this man to basically become me. And now he's got his own family unit. But there's some regret there, too, because the dad, you know, the beginning of the song is the dad not really spending much time with exactly. his son. And so not it's full really, circle. Yeah. So that's the sad, like, full circle part so of it. You now, also hopefully that's not that what I've done. No, hopefully that's not what I've done. In fact, my son will say I spend way too much time with him. I know, bless. I'm always around is what he just told me the other day. You're always around, mom. Well, that's a nice um, thing to say. But I, uh, but I just, I, I, that, that song hits too close to home for me. That's not one that I want to hear just okay. in general. Okay. So, but what if he grew up to be just like you? Wouldn't you be happy? Like a single parent? Like, yeah, that's <laughs> great. To make that's great. No, yeah, kidding, exactly. Sorry, exactly. But... I hope so. I hope so, Keller. <laughs> yeah, but he could but be doing something he has really time cool. For me, if he has time for me, then that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Oh my God. You're going to, you guys are going to live together for the rest of your lives. You're going to be like Grey <laughs> Gardens. Gonna be, no, it's going to be like stepbrothers where he's just like never going to leave home. He's going to be like living with me when he's 35 years old. No, I don't think that's going to be the case. Although part of me is like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Wait, does your son like 80s metal? Does he, is he, Obviously, he's been exposed. He's been exposed many, many times. You know, what's interesting about my son, because I work in the concert industry, music is a huge part of my life. He does not really give a shit about music just in general. He really doesn't. He's not like it's a not big music aficionado. He's a sports kid. He's a sports kid. He doesn't care so much about music. Um, I think a lot of times, like, his music tastes skew towards, like, really young, like, almost kind of rap stuff. Sure. Stuff that's, like, related to, like, lifting weights with his football co- oh, yeah, you know, okay, cool. cohorts. And, yeah. you know, he just doesn't care, really, I don't think, about most of what I listen to, although you know, it, if I'm not listening to Hair Nation, you know what I'm listening to? Yacht the rock. bridge, the bridge, the bridge, yeah. or Yacht Rock, and those two stations. Keller will also listen to. He will listen to the bridge. So and Yacht he'll rock. he'll sing some smooth like. Oh yeah, he will. I pulled up to school. <sighs> Christopher, to, you Cross. know, when he was like 14 years old, I was still still taking him to school, and he was singing Christopher Cross's "Sailing." Yeah. So like, he's probably one of the only 14 year old kids at the time that knew all the words to "Sailing," but that's kind of like his jam. Sort Can of. he sing? I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't hear him sing very often. Because he's just not he's, he's not just musically not a singing kind of kid, yeah. you know. And he doesn't do an instrument or anything like that. No, he used okay. to play drums. We have a drum kit in our basement. Oh. So he so did used to play dust. drums and he was great at it, but he just he never he really off. had a passion for it. He had other things that he wanted to My spend nephew's his time a drummer. Doing. My nephew plays drums. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So maybe, you know, the 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 pool is in there somewhere in terms of talent and musical ability, but we didn't really have it to pass along. Well, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I think we probably had some musical <laughs> talent. Interest. We just never really pursued it or spent any energy or time we were working lazy. on it. We could have been rock stars and we could have been doing cover songs. <laughs> Let's not do cover songs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just I think I'm kind of like in the same boat as you are, where it's like the cover songs to me were just never like a really, really phenomenal idea. Unless you're going to cover, you know, I feel like a lot of times yeah. the original is always better with a very few exceptions that I listed. And for the most part, it's just not something that a lot of people want to hear a redo of what do you okay so but i have a question because what why do you do a cover song do you do it to pay homage do you do it because god this was my biggest influence or do you do it because the record label is trying to make you seem more legitimate or i mean i'm sure there's appeal a appeal million... to a broader audience right so it's like what possesses you know i don't i don't know what possesses molly crew to do smoking in the boys room they just love that song or with somebody like oh let's try to connect with the you know the previous generation or bring something together or exactly what, you know, i don't know i think that's a great question i would love it if somebody knew the answer to that question i, I wish just, we had a phone right now where people could like call in real time i know we're literally not on the radio that's not even how it's that works not, it's not um but yeah i i think 
I think it's song choice too, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just right. nothing was really special enough for me in the cover world to no. like make me go, oh my God, they just obliterated the original. It's so much better. Yeah. They you know, there were a couple others that we haven't mentioned. Um, Turn the Page. Metallica did Turn the Page. Now that's not a bad cover. Um, and it's not a bad song. Bob Seeger's it's a great Turn song. the Page. You know, I I I like Bob Seeger. I think he's done Bob a lot Seger. of really great work. Um, so that's, you know, an example of one that was probably done pretty well. Again, I don't know what the motivation was behind it, um, but that's a good option. Um, and James Hetfield feels so broody in his voice. And it was yeah. a, it's a moody song. Yeah. It's a, it's a, so is Bob Seger. You know, he's kind of like a brooding, the, yeah, yeah. A cigarette burning in an ashtray kind of song. Mm, very and I, blue collar. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um, Come Together by Aerosmith. You know, that's one that the Beatles had done that Aerosmith then redid. And I don't mind that one. I think I that's a good cover. I think it's fine. You know, it's 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 a good song. I think they did a good job with it. Rock On from Def Leppard. Do you remember Def Leppard redoing Rock On <laughs> yeah, by I David Essex? I don't love that song. I don't either. I don't yeah, either. It's a weird song to me. It is a weird song. Is this also the one that Danny from The Young and the Restless redid? Do you remember Danny from The Young and the Restless? <laughs> no. Didn't he also do a version of Rock you On? You are more soap opera than me, though. I don't. My mom oh, watched yeah, yeah, a lot of right, soaps. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hold on. Dan, I don't know what Dan. Danny I don't doesn't. know what Danny's real name is. To be honest, oh, with oh you. that wasn't his real name. It was Michael his character something. Name. My, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a version of Rock On, I think, as well. I might have actually liked that one the best. Maybe. And then Def Leppard. What does that say about me? I just like. I don't even know. It was well. That one got a lot of airplay. Yeah, that one got a lot of airplay, and I'm really sorry, Michael, that I don't remember your full your name full right name. now. But at the time, but like congrats. it was an important song, and it, it, we're mentioning it. Hope so you made clearly, some money off that. Clearly, it made an impact. Rock on from Def Leppard. I don't, I don't remember caring about that song one way or the other when no. Def Leppard redid it, and I don't even know what album that was on. But I feel like it was kind of filler content. So potentially. Um, Van Halen redid a kink song, You Really Got Me. And that was a good one. I kind of almost feel like I know the Van Halen song way better than I know the kink song. I do probably too. And really, honestly, to me, Daily Roth doesn't do a whole lot that's wrong. No, I love uh, his. Music. I think he's pretty genius, and I think he's so entertaining and so fun. Yes, I agree. Um, and totally Van, entertaining. you know, obviously, the musicality of Van Halen was just so incredible that like they could really make anything sound just so fun and cool and great. So I'll give you that. I yeah. like that one. I'm on board with that song. Um, you know, I'm just going to throw an an honorable mention out here. Okay. Um, and this doesn't really fit in with the genre, but I do love Nirvana's version of The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie. Okay. I think that's a great, great, great cover. Um, you know, Nirvana, we'll have to talk about Nirvana in a different podcast because I feel like a lot of people feel like Nirvana really killed this genre. I'm not so sure about that. Um, and I would love to know what kind of Dave Grohl and, and Kurt Cobain thought about this music when they came on the scene. You know, what, they they, well, what they think now about this kind of 80s metal, yeah. this 80s rock. Um, so I would love to hear more about that. But I am going to throw out that honorable mention, The Man Who Sold the World. I think it's a great cover um, that Nirvana had done. So I don't know. You know, I, I again, like with the cover songs, I feel like there probably were a lot of reasons for doing them. I don't know what all of those reasons were. It's not ever a genre that I cared about one way or the other in terms of like yeah. if you're calling cover songs a separate genre. It just wasn't anything that I cared about. Yeah. There wasn't anything that special that really spoke to me about any of it. And I don't know if it's because the the maybe they weren't far enough apart from the original or they were mm-hmm. they were too far or it just for me, a lot of times it was song choice. Like, I yeah. just didn't think the songs were very good in the first place, you know? Well, okay. So let's say you and I have our band. Yeah, right. Okay. Black Roses. Black Roses. Yes. Um, I'm obviously the lead guitar player, lead singer, but we harmonize really, really well together. Mm-hmm. So what 
what are we covering? Wanted. <laughs> We're covering Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> Which would have been a train wreck, by the way, because because does anyone really want to hear anyone other than John and Richie sing Wanted? I mean, I don't think I do. And God only knows what we sound like singing it. Why'd you put that out in the universe? Now I feel like somebody is going to cover that and we're going to be like, this is awful. And it's going to be like an EDM song or something. That's the other thing, too. It's like if it's a really well-known artist and a really well-known song, it's like, do you really want to cover that song? No, like, and also, or really talented, like, nobody's doing an Adele cover. Like, stop it. Like, don't even try that. Well, I'm I'm surprised that there are so many covers of, like, Beatles songs and, you know, Elvis Presley songs, because obviously those are really hard to do better than the original but many 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 people have yeah i mean okay wanted dead or alive do you think we can pull off some nelson you and i probably we probably could pull off some nelson i mean that's some good harmony yeah some good two-part kind of vocalist stuff okay. um i think nelson would be good i mean i would love to you know in my fantasy in my head i would love to pull off um you know some kind of motley crew cover i don't know what exact song would that make would sense be. for us though um louder than hell i love louder than hell okay. let's do louder than hell <laughs> so weird you know my favorite molly crew song is on with the show it's so oh. weird and obscure but we like probably could we could redo on with the show because it's, it's a little bit more obscure and, a little lighter. and it's a little more obscure <laughs> i know how light it if we is. mess it up <laughs> is it light i mean people are dying in that song aren't they oh yeah but his voice is bouncy and light oh okay he yeah. seems happy about it okay or just you know at least nonchalant right, right. um my favorite Molly Crew song is Wild Side. But again, like when you're really talking about the songs that are meaningful to you and they're near and dear to your heart, it's like, like you, you and really I want to cover that them? Is not, it's no. Not, it's that would just be Well, awful. you and I singing anything, I still have a lot of questions about, but I, I don't know I that don't. I want to. I don't know why you doubt <laughs> our talent and our, first of all, by the way, like like most front men and their lead guitar player our voices mesh so well like and we read each other and i know i like we, true you know like i know when you're taking a breath i can cover the note like right. i mean we can do all of this yeah you know i think we would have good stage presence together for sure <laughs> for sure we'd have good stage presence i'm just not sure that we have any talent to back that up i mean if there was a contest or like you could get record you know signings from stage presence alone we yeah. probably could make something work I don't know, though. Our so, musical talent needs some work. I think you're right. We, But we can, you know, we'll hire some coaches and stuff and we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll, or we'll just get Sweet. studio musicians to, you know, make us sound really good. Right. We'll just be really overly produced and auto-tuned and Perfect. that kind of thing, too. So speaking of, we didn't really plan to talk about, like, other bands doing covers of 80s metal, mm-hmm. you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, more mm-hmm. contemporary stuff. But I think we're... You know, there's been a little bit of that. There was a Motley Crue tribute album that was done. It had like country singers and all mm. kinds of people doing crew songs, mm-hmm. which I thought was really, mm-hmm. really cool. That's cool. Um, and then like, you know, what I want to start hearing is some of the bits and bobs of these songs in sampling and rap and yeah. hip-hop and R&B, don't you think? Yeah. Dang Perfect. Dang. I remember when I was in high school, um, my friend Heather and I were in drill team together and we did uh, uh, some music for a potential um for a potential dance routine oh yeah as part of drill team yeah and we cut like this a music. mashup kind of yeah thing. so we cut this music with like my boom box my pink boom box i know that where we're box. literally like hitting record and then stopping and trying to like uh hit record again at the exact same time that we stopped the last one to make <laughs> this a is seamless editing transition in 1989 yeah, by this the way. is editing 
Um, and and it was an absolute train wreck, but we thought it was the coolest piece of music ever. It was like Wild Side and it was, um, you know, some Kiss songs thrown in there. And it was like this like conglomeration of all of these 80s metal songs. Now, we never got to use it because I'm sure our coach was like what, what the, the hell? hell is this yeah we're never this using this basically garbage but i remember trying to like put piece, bits and pieces of all of these songs together and thinking it was the coolest thing that had ever been developed so yeah i think there's some sampling opportunities for sure but what song so what would you sample if you were doing like a hip-hop tune like a collaboration what would you what would you sample like what would be a good riff or a good uh lyric or you know something to pull into pour some sugar to- on me Oh, yeah. That's got some good, like, backbeat. It's very anthemic. and Um, and recognizable. And I think also um, I love uh, Wild Side, like I mentioned before. Wild Side is a great song. And Dr. Feel Good, because those are, like, some You know I don't like that song. I know you don't, but I love that song. So I like the rhythm of Dr. Feel Good. That could have some potential. Um, I mean, there's so many. There's so many great. Because they're very strong. Almost all of these songs are very strong musically. Like, they're very aggressive, very yeah. in your face. So I feel like a lot of that the could be you used. Love of Bad Names, The Living on a Prayer. Like, yeah. some of these are so anthemic and so big and huge. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, people should be pulling stuff. Listen, we will consult for producer credit. Absolutely. We'll get on your we'll get on your track and we'll tell you what to pull. And it might be some weird shit. Like, you don't even know. Yeah. Be pulling I mean, some jackal onto your stuff. You oh, know. not jackal, though. Not Jackal. (laughs) Oh, God. There's, and I can't remember who he is, but there's some DJ on uh, Hair Nation that plays a lot of Jackal. Like, I always know whenever he's on, like, I'm going to hear some Jackal. I do not like Jackal. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I don't like Jackal, (laughs) which it's hard for me to not like a band that was part of this kind of movement here. But I, (laughs) no Jackal for me. No thank you. Well, I think like, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe some stuff has been sampled already. Maybe somebody's maybe. grabbed, you know, nothing but a good time or, you know, something like that and, and gotten it into their track. I would they love should. To, if they haven't, they should. They totally should. Maybe maybe people will start sharing some stuff that they've done uh, in their little home studios. You yeah. Know. Well, and that could be part of our listener call out. I mean, we have a, a listener call out that we want to throw out there right now. What was your favorite or least favorite cover song by an 80s metal band? And why? I know because we probably missed some. There's got to be. Oh, I'm sure we well, did. And not to mention that like bands often while touring will play cover songs. Oh, they that might not be singles that they would release. Foo but Fighters do that all the time. They sure. do some amazing covers if you go to any of their live shows. But yeah, for sure that happens. And I remember when Prince first passed away. I remember there were a lot of artists that were out on tour at the time sure. that were covering Purple Rain and a lot of Prince songs, which for were sure. all amazing. For sure. Um, but what was your least uh, favorite, or what was your most favorite? Yeah. One or the other. Talk to us about cover songs. We want to hear. What did we you hear, hear that you liked or hated? Yeah. And also, you know, tell us what you think would be a good sampling uh, opportunity for musicians now. I mean, there's a lot of options there. A lot of options. So you for can sure. follow us and interact with us at our website, a92a.life, on Instagram at a92a underscore life, or check out our Facebook page, a92a. All right, everybody. Keep rotting those bangs and banging those heads. We will see you in a week. Thanks for see tuning ya. in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.